We tell stories that from the outside could look like sad stories. But when you learn about the families, when you hear the story, when you hear the purpose and the joy, you realize they are not sad stories at all. They are happy stories. If we can learn what everybody deep down really needs, maybe we can learn to serve and love on each other better. The majority of our guests will be special needs related, but that's not all of our guests. We are going to have some guests that really don't have any special needs, but have been through something tough. We're hoping that this podcast can bring hope and joy and hopefully make you laugh a little bit. And even though it's not always easy, it's totally worth it. Hey, 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 thank you for joining us for the Totally Worth It podcast. This is episode number 13. I am Amy Gayhart, and I am joined by my partner. Partner in crime. Johnny G. See, episode 13, but the big benchmark here is season two. Season two. We made it. We're back. We made it through season one all the way to season two, and holy cow, it's been... There's been a lot going on since it we were last It seems like time. a lifetime ago. Yes. So before we get into our episode, we want to give a little expectation of what season two is going to look like. Yeah. We really had a vision for what this podcast would be going into season one. And our vision was all about the guests and having beneficial conversations with people, sharing stories that all of our listeners could benefit from. We had... An amazing response from our guests. People loved listening to them. We had amazing guests. If you didn't hear season one, go back and listen. What we were not expecting, it wasn't part of the vision, was the feedback that we got on just the John and Amy segment of sharing what had gone on in our house that week. I don't think either of us expected to have that kind of good feedback. And so going into season two, we're trying to put together the best of both worlds and really hit the audience and reach people that... Uh, that can find a value all while trying to stay within this hour podcast segment. And so y'all don't want to spend three hours listening to us. I don't want to spend three hours talking. That's rude. And I did feel like maybe a couple of our guests last year even got cut a little bit short. We had more to share and we did not like that. Right. And so what we're doing for season two, we're still going to have an, each episode is still going to be an hour. We're going to have a long interview and not cut. I shouldn't say long. We're not going to cut interviews short with our guests as we get into a really great conversation. That entire interview is going to go on our YouTube channel. So anybody who wants to watch the long form version of that interview, it's going to be on our YouTube channel. But we are going to take the highlights, 10 to 15 minutes of that interview and insert it into this podcast that you're listening to. Yep. Best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. So there will be a great 40 to 50 minutes of us sharing whatever craziness is going on, 10 or 15 minutes of the guests, of the highlights of that interview, and then you can go watch the full interview on YouTube. On yeah, the YouTube and when channel. you watch it on YouTube, if there are any comments by Slay Dog, <laughs> just ignore them because we did not approve those Slater. Mm. He has access to, to, <laughs> to YouTube that we don't know about. That's right. So, yeah, if you see any from Slay Dog, that's him. We're going to also attempt to put this John and Amy version of the podcast also on the YouTube channel. Yeah. So we'll see if it's there next week. Go check it out if you want. But for any of those, any of you who like to watch it visually and you can see what we're actually doing, waving to the camera right now, maybe that goes on YouTube and maybe it doesn't. 
You'll have to go there and check it out. Who knows? But it's still super important to subscribe to the podcast. Absolutely. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yes. At, you'll find it at Totally Worth. I don't even know what And it's this called. is not to make us feel better about ourselves, right? Correct. It's so that others can find... Whatever they want, whatever portion they want, whatever format they want. Yeah. Okay. So let's get, we're going to get into the episode. We have a lot to cover. And oh yeah, by the way, today we don't have a guest. Yeah, it's just us. Ta-da. <laughs> but dun, 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 dun. Uh, <laughs> now we've got this um, tap dancing person, uh, performer that's coming in. You'll see you later. <laughs> so before we get into our episode, we're going to give a shout out to our podcast sponsor. Real paper is life-changing toilet paper that is tree-free and made from 100% bamboo with home delivery straight to your doorstep. Never run out of toilet paper again as you choose how often you want them to deliver and shipping is free. Did you know that there are 2.4 billion people with no access to a toilet? Every roll purchased from Real helps support their mission to provide access to clean toilets to those in need around the world while also giving American households a way to reduce their carbon footprint. Our listeners can get 25% off of your first order by using the coupon code TOTALLYWORTHIT. That's all one word and all lowercase. You can order today at realpaper.com. That's R-E-E-L paper.com. Real paper. Do good. Feel good. Amy, this sponsor cracks me up. (laughs) The fact that it's toilet paper. So Amy and I, we don't discuss... Toilet paper related activities. No. It doesn't happen in this house. We made an agreement before we got married that... <laughs> that If you got problems, take it to the guest bathroom. 20 years later, I mean, things are a lot different than they were when we were first getting married, obviously. Yes. there's We talk about things that we wouldn't have 20 years ago, yeah. but we still don't talk about toilet paper related activities. I like T-P-R-A. <laughs> T-P-R-A. Yeah. Toilet paper related activities. But I was so happy to get this sponsorship and and we've gotten some. I'm holding it up on, on camera. This stuff is amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's going to be toilet paper made out of bamboo. This is like, I'm not looking forward to this. I've been like, it's crazy. I've been yeah. so surprised that the quality of the stuff and like the packaging is all, you know, there's no trees yeah. used. And anyway, it's, it is nice. I don't want to talk about why. <laughs> It's nice. Let's just say that Slater gave it nine out of ten stars. He was pumped that we got a sponsorship from the toilet he, paper. We had to. He wanted to do a live spot from the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> we had to pull back the reins a little bit on that. But all right. Well, before we get into the serious part yes. of our episode, uh-huh. Amy's got a game show for us, and it helps for our listeners. It helps everybody get to know us. We did this a couple times last season, so go back and listen if you haven't. So, Amy, what's this game show? It's called What You Feeling? <laughs> what You Feeling? Fade Out. Okay. <laughs> Who's coming out right now? Chuck Woolery? Yeah. That's the only guy I know. Chuck Woolery. Uh, oh, you know all sorts of them. <laughs> all right. So this is just going to be a little fun. Um, it's not um, the newlywed game or anything like that. It's similar, I guess you could say. But maybe this is someone's first time catching us on season two. So, getting to know John and Amy a little bit. How about that? Sounds good. Let's go. I'm ready. Question number one. John, what is the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? The weirdest thing I've ever eaten? Oh, my gosh. I don't eat a lot of weird things. 
right, this um, this isn't going to be like your norm, but this tells, I mean, you, this doesn't surprise you about me, but in college, I would like intake so many workout supplements. Yes. Protein, creatine, all these different things. I got tired of making the drinks and making the shakes. So I would pour the powder directly in my mouth and just wash it down with water. That's disgusting. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people could say they ate, you know, frog or crickets or Ugh. something like that. But that's not me. Mine's straight up protein straight powder. Straight up protein power. All right. Protein powder. You heard it here. So do I get to ask you a question? Sure. Yeah, here we go. Amy G, we just had Hurricane Laura, which made me think of this, down in Texas and Louisiana, which is devastating. Um, so this made me think of the question. A hurricane's coming. We have to evacuate. You're never going to see this house again. But you get to grab two things. What are you grabbing? I am grabbing our, um, well, this kind of can go together because the external hard drive can go to my laptop. So I would grab the external hard drive and my laptop. Mm-hmm. And that's because there are so many pictures. Well, the external hard drive is all pictures. Mm -hmm. And then I would probably grab a clean pair of underwear. Just one? Well, you said I can only take two things. Oh, yeah. You don't want to exchange the hard drive for two pair, clean pairs of underwear? No, I want the kids' pictures. Okay. That's what's on it. <laughs> all right. So, look at me being, think, being efficient. That is efficient. Because mm -hmm. we've been stuck places. We've been stuck places with no underwear. And guess what? Men in Italy are smaller than me. <laughs> we bought a size extra large. And it was like. <laughs> a size extra large men's underwear would fit on Jack. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Um, okay. Now, Johnny, this could get you in some trouble. All right. I'm not scared. What is one, just one thing that I do. That drives you insane. Why would you ask me this? Well. This isn't a cool question. This is getting to know you. Oh my gosh. One thing that you do when that drives me crazy. When at night we have this whole routine to get Mabry to bed. Uh-huh. And it's a big operation. Mm -hmm. We get her to bed and then you and I go straight to bed. And I'm... Tiptoeing. I've already done it. Like I am tiptoeing around. I'm going so, every movement is so slow. I'm not making a noise. And you are clanking toothbrushes around hey, and look. you are banging into doors and you are whatever you're doing. Do you think that that's on purpose? I'm like, do you see me tiptoeing right well, now? Because hey, you're just banged that This toothbrush. is a question for our audience. Do you think that it helps when John walks in and goes, <laughs> it makes me want to go louder. <laughs> Don't shh me. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Well, that was a pretty uh, diplomatic answer for you. Yeah, it's good. Your turn. All right. We have a 15-year-old, so you know what 15-year-olds deal with. It reminds you. If you could go back and tell your 15-year-old self something, one piece of advice, what would it be? I would tell her to grow her hair out. <laughs> I would have told her that, too. <laughs> I had very short hair when I was in high school. And that's what I would do. Yeah. That would, that would have been good advice. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shh. Did you see what I did there? Mm -hmm. I just shushed you. Yep. All right, Johnny. What was the first concert you ever attended? Beastie Boys. Well, that is very hip of you. And I got kicked out. How about that? Because I'm... 
You're such a rebel. I'm such a rebel. <laughs> no, it's because... You're probably doing something dumb, like farting on somebody. No, it's because it was towards the end of the concert. And it was in downtown Dallas at Fair Park. And everybody towards the end, I'm talking everybody. I was in like the, there's only, there's a floor and then there's one deck up. Everybody was jumping from the top deck down to the bottom deck. It wasn't a long jump just to get onto the floor. Well, it was towards the end. And here's how non-rebel I am. I was scared to death to jump because I didn't want to get in trouble. Well, you don't like heights either. It wasn't hot. It wasn't far. I didn't want to get in trouble. And of course, I let 3,000 people jump. And then I finally decided to jump, and I was, like, all by myself. And so I jump, and they just come grab me and escort me out. Did you go to the concert by yourself? No, I was with two people, and I just waited. There was only, like, it was a clear exit of where they were going to go out, so I just waited outside for them. How old were you? Um, junior in high school. Oh, uh, okay. That makes more sense. Mm -hmm. All right. Next question. If you could go back and relive one day from your past, what would that day be? Not do-over. You get to experience it just how it went, but you get to experience it again. Gosh, Jack was right. He looked at our questions to see to make sure we didn't have the same questions. Mm -hmm. And he was like, daddies will make you think a little bit more. I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> okay, let me think. I, I think it would have to be our wedding day. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Because I don't think I would like to go back and like be in the moment more. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. there was so much planning and so much that went into it mm -hmm. that I would, I would love to go. Oh, my voice just cracked <laughs> a little bit. I'd love to go back and just. Is that your 15 year old self? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd like to go back for our wedding day. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be fun. What is your favorite board game? My favorite board game is Monopoly. Of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah, because I like the buying and trading and taking people's money. I like that. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Next question for you. What do you consider to be your biggest gift? Oh, gosh. Goodness. Um, I think it would just be my concern for others. Your concern? I don't know. What would you say my biggest gift? Um. Oh, sorry. That's not how this game works. No, it's okay. I was going to I was gonna chime in anyway. I think you're seeing it as uh, your concern for others. Um, I agree that you're concerned for others, but, but what we see from the receivers is how much you care about people. That's the same thing. You're just interpreting it as you're concerned. Yeah. We're interpreting it as you're caring for. Okay. So that is definitely one of your biggest gifts that okay. we all get to receive. Well, that's sweet. Okay. John? Yep. I'm ready. John? Yep. What wastes the most time in your day-to-day -day life? I know what you're going to say. What wastes the most time is getting ready. Yeah. I don't like how much time it takes me, but I have trouble speeding it up. You do have trouble speeding it up. Mm -hmm. I can get ready before you. Yeah, and especially on days when I have to shave my head. Yes. I just, I get a little bit too anal about it mm -hmm. and it takes me too long and I'm sitting there trying to hurry, but. Yep. I gotcha. Yep. Is that what you would have thought for me? Yes. All right. My last question for you. You get to have lunch with any currently living person on the planet. Who's it going to be? I would want to laugh okay. and have fun. So. Myself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, like, uh, Pee Wee Herman? No, uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. 
That would be a funny lunch. That would be funny lunch. <laughs> he cracks me up. Totally cracks me up. That would be a funny lunch. Yeah. So there you have it. All right. All right. That's. Thank you, Chuck. <laughs> All right. We're going to do a, a different segment today since it's just us and it's our first episode of the season. And this segment is going to be called Life Since Season One. And oh my gosh, basically 2020 mm-hmm. is what it, what it seems like. I want to start out. So when we ended season one, mm-hmm. that was episode 12, we made this big announcement and we were all excited about it. And it was that we were going to have a summer session podcast on our YouTube channel. And we were for real, like we yeah. were pretty committed to doing it once a week. And we made it three in and it came to a screeching halt. We did the first three weeks of the summer and just completely uh, stopped. Mm-hmm. And here's why. We were overwhelmed. Yeah. We were, we were starting to get overwhelmed from quarantine. Yes. And that was really wearing on us, both with Mabry and just everything. Every, everybody was, was worn down. And then... Um, the whole social justice thing came with Black Lives Matter. And we all know what events took place to, to get that, um, that started that movement or got it really, uh, really heated. And we were both just numb. Mm-hmm. We were um, gravely impacted by what that meant. And um, we... You know, we're not here to talk about the fact that um, we're proud to be in a non-racist household. That's not what this is about. We don't need to prove that to anybody. But we live alongside um, some families that are really close to us that are our families. Mm -hmm. And they were impacted in a dramatic way. And we live alongside them in that. And we were just overwhelmed. We were numb. We were hurt. We didn't. We knew that if we came on and and did any kind of podcast, that we would have to address it, and we weren't ready. We didn't know yeah. how. Well, and I think um, we we didn't know how, and here's why: because I personally, I'm not going to speak for you, but I was just listening, and I wasn't ready to speak yet. And I think that that's really important. Um, I I think if if our country would just stop and listen to people instead of just saying, Oh, this is how I feel. As soon as something happens, like that's a problem. Um, and this is how I feel because it's how I've always felt. That's the problem. Um, and so I just wanted to listen. I wanted to listen to, um, hurting, um, people of color. I wanted to listen to what, um, you know, it. what saddens me is that it turned into a right and a left issue. And it's not a right and a left issue. It's a right and a wrong issue. Um, and so, yeah, we just wanted to listen and kind of soak in what was happening because it wasn't time for us to speak. It was time for us to listen. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what we chose to do. Yeah. And you and I were both raised in inner city. I mm-hmm. was raised in... The middle of Dallas. You were raised in the middle of Houston. No, I was raised in the suburbs. In the suburbs. Uh, But. Yeah. yeah. Okay, both of us kind of the suburbs. Mm -hmm. But we both had a lot of diversification in the schools that we grew up in. I mean, in my most 
formable years from fourth grade to through eighth grade, I was in a school that might have been mostly black. It was at least 50-50. Mm-hmm. I later went to a, a school that was predominantly white. But in those years that really molded me, that fourth through eighth grade, I was raised to where, of course, we knew the difference. And of course, there was there was things like gangs and mm-hmm. all black gangs and all white gangs and things like that. But it, it just wasn't ever a thing in my life. And I think it wasn't ever a thing in your life. But so I don't know. You know, we've had months of of this, of really trying to figure out what can we do. Mm-hmm. I have a great answer for what we can do long term. I don't have any answer. I don't even have a, sh- a quick answer on what we could do short term. I don't know the answer short yeah. term. But I do know the answer long term, and I'm encouraged by it because I already see it happening. And the long term answer is that it all starts at home. That's right. All of it. None it, of it. It's, it's going to take white families having really hard conversations with white children. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly where it has to start. Yeah. No kid is born with a prejudice against a skin color. No. That's taught. Right. It's something that they learn. Yeah. Whether it's just from watching or whether it's and by it, actual discussion. And that doesn't, mean, that doesn't mean that your child learned it from you. It means they pick up on, you know, social innuendos and, you know, from a TV program, or it, it doesn't mean that you're racist, right? And here's another thing. Forwarding something on social media, that's not solving the problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, you're not part of the solution by that. You have to act. How we're acting is we're having conversations in our house yeah. about it. And that it's not okay. Yeah. It is totally not okay. And that is not what we stand for. No. And I mentioned that I'm encouraged. And I don't want that to come off wrong because I'm way more discouraged than I am encouraged about what's mm-hmm. going on. I'm highly discouraged about what's going on. What does give me a little bit of encouragement is because I do, if you look at a big picture, you will see some things that are different in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And here's the most relative thing that I can talk about. Um, is our own, I mean, we're both 42 years old. And so put yourself in that generation. When we were in high school, if we had brought home our boyfriend or girlfriend Mm -hmm. and that person was black, Mm -hmm. that would have been looked at in a, in a different way that it's not that it was, it happened and it's not that it was completely, um, rare, but it was it would have been something that you and I both would have had second thoughts about doing. Yes. Right? We would have yeah. there would have been some concern because of the talk of parents, grandparents, family, friends, whatever it might have been. I can say that today it's not the same issue that it was twenty five years ago yeah. when we were growing up. If Jack brought a girlfriend home right now that wasn't white, we would think zero of it yeah. and we wouldn't care a bit. And it's not just because we're different. It's because right now is different than it was 25 years ago. Right. And things like that are what encourage me. Yeah. And it's, it's sad that it's taken 25 years yeah. to get to that point. And that's what I think a lot of <clears throat> the frustration that I've seen from my black friends and my friends of color is that. 25 years it took 
and it's still not okay everywhere. Right. You know, um, I just think no matter how open-minded we think we are and how, and I had to do this and I'm still doing this every day, how open-minded we think we are or how um, socially conscious we think we are or how anti-racist we think we are. We all have learned beliefs that we need to examine. Mm -hmm. And I think if everybody would take the time to really look and you and I have learned beliefs that we still hold in our head that we have to work through every day to get out of our head. And I think it's people admitting that, yes, you know, yes, I have these learned beliefs and I, I want to get rid of them. How do I do that? And the only way we do that is we, we need Jesus's help. Absolutely. Totally. And every generation, it gets those learned beliefs get a little bit less and less towards racism. Yeah. And here's why. And here's what I mean by that. Our parents, mm -hmm. who we learned from, uh -huh. and our grandparents, who they learned from and we learned from, mm -hmm. actually knew people who dealt with something like segregated schools. Yeah. They were, they, it's not that they were a little bit close to it. They were there. Yeah. And so generation to generation, you have some of those learned beliefs that innately are going to be in us. Right. That they were from the previous generations. Yeah. I think everyday examining stereotypes. Because stereotypes, even though it sounds harmless, lead to discrimination, ultimately. Mm -hmm. So, like, every day, you know, because there are little things that we say here and there that I really have to check myself and say. And it's not like I'm making, you know, horribly racist statements, you know. But any stereotype is can lead to harm, harmful discrimination. And so... When we check ourselves daily, it's keeping those from our kids, which is the next generation. And okay. that's how it's going to change. Um, but I think anybody who um, isn't upset about it, I think there's a problem there. Yeah. If you're not mad about what's happening or you're not hurt or you're not sad or you're... Um, rationalizing the horrible things that are taking place you need to know that you're part of the problem mm -hmm. and that's um and that's hard yeah that's hard um you know just equality for everybody doesn't mean less for you mm -hmm. it means equality for everybody and i don't know if there's this fear that um white people have that we're going to lose power or we're going to become the minority or we're going to no, like equality doesn't mean less for you. Right. It's not pie. <laughs> if you right. share some pie, doesn't mean you get, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think having, I think everybody needs to have the hard conversations. You need to call out when you see something that's not okay. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it, it's time to speak up. It's time to be heard. And we all need parents out there to help us raise that next generation. Yeah. That's where the long-term change comes. Yeah. And if you, I know there's, there's, um, hopefully there's all different races listening to us right now. Um, I'd, I'd love for you to go and look, um, Emmanuel Ocho has been 
doing, I guess it's an Instagram series. Is it yeah. just on Instagram? Well, I don't know where it is. I think it's just. But it's, it's everywhere now. It's everywhere. Um, but he's been having his series called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. And he was a football player for the Texas Longhorns. Right. And maybe NFL too. I'm not sure. I don't know. But I really encourage our listeners to go and check him out. Um, he's had some really great conversations. Um, one of his conversations was with my best friend, Jamie, um, Jamie Ivy and her family. And it is just, um, it's excellent. Yeah. It's excellent. And, and it's you... heartbreaking and it's gut wrenching and, but it's just truth. It's just truth Absolutely. of what's really happening. So when you want to say, oh, there's not racism, people are just overreacting. Um, let's go take a look. Mm-hmm. And if you're saying that, you're probably part of the problem. Yeah. Um, that I actually saw this morning, Emmanuel Ocho. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say his name? Emmanuel yeah. Ocho? Uh-huh. So there was a snapshot of uncomfortable conversations with a black man of him talking to Roger Goodell on oh, yeah. SportsCenter. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Or on ESPN, I saw a snapshot. Yeah, Roger Goodell was on this week. Yeah. It's good. So good. Mm-hmm. So, good. so life since season one. We've all done the quarantine thing. We know what that's all about. This social injustice thing has really been um, a big thing for our family, and it's why we went quiet for a while. Mm-hmm. And that you know, now is the time to share. Yeah. And you're not going to get us either of us fired up when it comes to politics, but you will no. go get us fired up when it comes to social injustice. Yeah. And so, thanks for listening. Yeah. <laughs> you probably didn't Sorry. come to this podcast to hear about that, but yeah. And if you um, important. if you need more of my hot sports opinions, I can totally <laughs> send me a message. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's a time for us to listen. Yeah. People, white people need to listen. Yeah. That's what, yeah. All right. So now for one of our regular weekly segments, this one's called. See what had happened was. I, Amy G, you start this time. Okay. So we're a huge sports family. Yeah. We are a huge sports family. Um, we are excited that the NBA is back. Even though, okay, let me be honest. We're a football family, okay? Jack is very much an NBA guy. But, and we're not a base, we don't watch Major League Baseball. World Series, we'll watch maybe a couple of games. If it doesn't compete with Big Brother, we'll watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so, NBA is back. We cannot wait for NFL. We are fired up. We're excited. But just them being able to run in this bubble, yeah, has been amazing. It's been fun. They've done just an excellent job. The Mavericks have done good, so that helps us. Go, Luca. That helps us get yes. excited about it. Yes, it does. So this week, in the wake of uh, Jacob Blake's shooting, um, the NBA players have been boycotting. And MLB. And Major League Baseball, right. And refusing to play in boycott. Um, what are your thoughts, Johnny? I love it. I mean, here's why, here's why I think it's so impactful. We have not had sports for several months Mm -hmm. and everybody was dying to get sports back. I mean, like we were watching, you know, the orange bowl from 1985 or something like that. We just, no, we weren't. (laughs) We, we, the people of the sports (laughs) fans would, would watch anything that was coming on TV. I mean, the cornhole championship was on for like three weeks and (laughs) And so we just got it back. And like yeah. now we're in the groove and everybody's pumped. 
And the players are like, nope, we're out. And then and they got supported by their leagues. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest impact to me. I love it. Yeah. Because I love any of the nonviolent protests. Mm-hmm. I love people speaking out and standing for what they believe in. I, you know, the Colin Kaepernick thing. Like, I just, anything about that, whether it's done correctly or not, that's not what I'm talking about. If there's not violence involved, I love somebody willing to take a stand, especially when it's costing them money, fame, Instagram followers, whatever it's costing them. I love that. And so I've, I hated that the Mavs didn't play last night. Yeah. But I love that the players took that stance and that the league supported them and that it had an, a big impact and there was no violence associated. Right. Right. And, you know, I'm on Facebook more than you are. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I saw so much of the who do they think they are? You know, this is their job. They should do it. And, um, you know, they're irrelevant. We don't need, you know, why, who do they, why do they think that they're big enough that, okay, so this is a nonviolent protest. You want civil, this is civil. And this is making a stand. And I think it's, and if you're, here's my main point on this. If you're more upset about Colin Kaepernick kneeling or um, NBA players not taking the court, then you are, if you're more upset about that, than you are about George Floyd or Ahmaud Arbery or Jacob Lake or that's the problem, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So this is their opportunity to say it's not okay, and we're not going to take it anymore. Yeah, and I applaud them. Yeah, me I too. Do. I've loved it. I do. I've loved it. And it, and what an impact that it had this season, as opposed to other seasons where they would have already been playing, you know, right. and just missed a game. That would have had a far less impact. I'll tell you one thing that was that impacted me about the Jacob Blake thing is. The night that, or the day when it all came about and was, you know, the video was everywhere. And and really the day that I really got to learn about it, I don't know, it was Monday or Tuesday, I can't remember. Um, we had dinner that night and together as a family, and I was going to encourage Jack to watch it. And I was going to watch it with him because I wanted to be able to just walk through that with him and see what kind of response. But where I got impacted is I'm like, Jack, I, w- I want you to see this video. And he just immediately said, I've already seen it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a 15-year-old yeah. sophomore in high school. It impacted me, the fact that he'd already seen it, um, because I wanted to be able to talk with him about what it meant. But also, dang, what other things has he already... He probably saw it before I did. Of course. You, you know, what, yeah. what all is he already seeing mm-hmm. um, that is, is just out there? So yeah. I love the fact that he saw that. It bothered me the fact that um, what else is he saying that I don't know about, you know, but, but that had a big impact on me because he probably saw it because one of the athletes that he follows on Twitter pointed to it or so, you right, know, th- right. that's probably how Jack saw it. And here's the thing too, is like, that's good. Yeah. It's good. He needs to see it. He needs to know what's happening. Just like all of our kids do. Yep. Um, we <laughs> Slater probably knows more than most, but, um, we don't keep it from him. Yeah. Do you have anything else in the what happened was? No. Nope. Okay, I've got something. So 
we're all having to wear masks. You know what? Oklahoma still doesn't have to wear a mask. Did you know that? That's crazy. That sounds about right. <laughs> Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Sorry. Mom. I mean, I love you, Oklahoma. My mom lives in Oklahoma. And we have a lot of friends in Oklahoma. We got married in Oklahoma. We got married in Oklahoma. Uh, masks is a, a normal for us now. And nobody likes wearing them. There's nobody who's just going to, you know, want to wear a mask for the rest of their life. But you see different attitudes in wearing masks. Yeah. Am I okay wearing it? If, am I not okay wearing it? I, I have no problem with people who don't want to wear masks mm-hmm. and refuse to wear masks. And I believe that they have a choice to either go someplace or to not go someplace, right, right where you have to wear a mask. And there are, I'm not talking about people with medical conditions. I'm just right. talking about there's people who don't want to because it's a religious thing or it's a control thing or it's a comfort thing or it's a belief thing, whatever it might be. I'm not going to wear this mask. I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. Um, what I'm not totally cool with is choosing to go to a place that requires masks mm-hmm. and then refusing to wear it and being ugly about it. I'm not All okay right. with that. And so I had a, an incident this past week, Smoothie King by our house that I go to four days a week, probably for lunch. At least. At yes. least. Um, this day there was a long line and it's just Smoothie King. Nobody's forcing anybody to go to Smoothie King for right. lunch. Right. And it's got, it's had signs on it forever masks required because it is required by the state of texas that in these public places you have to wear a mask is that right or did i make that up yeah okay and so everybody's in line we're all wearing a mask this lady who's probably you know i don't i'm just gonna guess an age of early to mid 50s we'll call her karen (laughs) her name was probably karen (laughs) (laughs) she's in line and she's several people behind me and she doesn't have a mask on Anybody who's been to Smoothie King knows that the people working behind the counter are just young kids who, you know, probably are college. Yeah. Right? They're out of they're out of high school. They're in college. This is their job. So somebody, one of the girls behind the counter, kindly asks the lady, "Ma'am, do you have a mask?" And she gives them this terrible look and just says, "Maybe," and then doesn't move. And then that's it. That's it. And the girl then pauses and says. Okay, it's required that you have a mask on when you're in, in here. Would you mind putting it on? So she puts it on, but then she puts it around her chin. It's not covering her mouth or her nose. What is wrong with people? Again, making this young girl now have to say something again. Ma'am, we're gonna, we, we're, I'm going to need you to move that up over your mouth and nose. It's a law. It's not me making the rules. I'm gonna need you. And she is hot. This yeah. girl. Not the girl behind the counter, this lady. Right. And all that's going through my mind is... Why are you in here? Yeah. It's okay to not come in, to not wear a mask and not come in here. And there's so many things I wish I had done in the moment. I was wondering, I was wondering about that. Yeah. And, and so this is all just how I'm uncomfortable the whole time. Well, then she gets up and orders after me and after she orders and they take her money at this point, she's kind of knows that they've got a server and you know, she's going to get what she wants. She takes, she pulls her mask off and she says, you know, by law, y'all are supposed to be wearing a hairnet. Do I, should I be calling somebody to require that you wear a hairnet and just going after these girls about a hairnet at a smoothie King and won't put her, you know, doesn't put her mask back on. And I just, it bothered me so much. And after the fact, you know, the thing that I wish I had done is just tell the lady, Hey, just tell her your order right now. Go out to your car and I'll bring the smoothie out there. I wish I had done something like that. The truth is I probably would have been really um, not nice about it if I had said it. So I'm glad I didn't. But that's what I wish I had done. But that, I'm sure we've all seen some scenario like that during the mass world. And maybe it's worse in Texas than it is other places. I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's just, there's definitely one side or the other. Mm-hmm. And we're, I mean, our family personally, like, wear the mask. Yeah. Like, we all want to get back to normal. Um, luckily, our kids are in school. Woohoo! Yes. We want them to stay in school. <laughs> we need them to stay in school. So, like, if you want to get back to normal, Wear the mask, yeah. you know? And so I was having a conversation with a friend a couple weeks ago. Um, and she was like, well, you know, it may not even work. Okay, but what if it does? Yeah. And I'm guilty. I'll be the first to admit, if it's a if it's a mask optional, I'm probably not going to wear mine. I would yeah. just rather not. But I have no problem when it's masks required. Sure. And I don't, you know, at Blue Sky, we, we're required to wear them because we want to keep our facilities open, you know, but when we're outside, if we're 10 feet apart, no, we don't have a mask on, you know? Um, so just be careful. Do just be kind to people. And that's what frustrates me. Like why is a stinking mask a political issue now? Yeah. That's what drives me nuts about it. You're not, we're not taking away your Liberty. (laughs) We're not taking away your freedom by asking you to wear a mask. It's, you know, it's not your birthright to go to Smoothie King. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you're an American does not mean that you get to have a smoothie at lunch every day. <laughs> okay? So, if you, you know, if you want the smoothie, put on the mask. Yeah. Like, follow the rules. Just follow the rules. And so, maybe this could go away sooner. Yeah. And if they don't help, okay, nobody's hurt. All Man, right. sorry. I for feel all... like this podcast is supposed to be about special needs. It is. I'm sorry. There's just been so, so much. much. So thank you for bearing with, bearing with us. Bearing with us. Bearing with you, not me. Whatever. Just kidding. Bearing with us. Okay. Well, the next segment is called. Well, isn't that special? All right. So this this will get back on topic. Yes. So this is Mabry's senior year of high school. Her senior year. Yeah. All through quarantine and trying to get back to school, it never dawned on me that it was she was going to be a senior. Until the week before school, she had senior pictures in a cap and gown. And um, I don't know. It's going to be a tough year. I mean, there's, there's a chance that things just don't get back to normal this school year. And that will make it less hard. Yeah. But if as things get more and more back to normal, because our kids are in school, yes. as things get more and more back to normal, it's going to be a hard year. Yeah. Because of the milestones that we all expect during a senior year that we may or may not get to experience. We don't know what it's going to look like. But right. the right. things like senior prom, the things mm-hmm. like walking across the stage, the same. I don't even know what they do any, anymore. But I know our senior year of high school, a million years ago, there's a lot of things that the seniors do all throughout the year that who knows what that's yeah. going to look like. Yeah. Um, seeing your pictures were fun. <laughs> Holy moly. If any of y'all follow me on Instagram or John or Instagram. Um, <laughs> so I had this great elaborate plan going into the school. Cause it, just us going in public is tough these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> to go, it's, you know, pictures are important to me. Yes. They're important to me. So I really, I really wanted it to go well. And of course we have separate senior pictures um, scheduled for another time. Um, But these were the cap and gown pictures. This is what was going to go in the yearbook, you know? So I'm like, oh, please, like, please just let this happen. You know, shaver unibrow. 
We did that. Hey, don't tell the world that. Mm. Anyways, she got all cleaned up, got her hair done, put on some makeup. She was looking good. <laughs> um, I took Jack with me to help. And then our friend Maggie um, met us there to help also. And so I had this great plan of what was going on while we were inside. But I didn't plan on, I thought she would be so excited to be at the school that she would just run right in. That didn't happen. Um <laughs> I ended up having Officer Terry, who's one of um, the the policemen with the Prosper ISD police at the high school. He ended up having to challenge Mabry to a foot race <laughs> to get her inside. But he find so kind, um, and he finally did. Um, it was an experience getting Mabry dressed and everything in the little black you know, rap or whatever you call it. It was so Mabry that it was hysterical because she's cackling, laughing, running through the library. And it was just funny. But the result was some fantastic pictures. So I was really pleased about that. Yeah, I really struggled on that day because I needed to go out of town. But the reality is I could have waited until after the pictures to go. And I, so I really wanted to be there. And I was even up until the night before, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to leave town before the pictures, or I'm going to stay. And I just decided that, and you know, you said it too, the less people, the better sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be there. I decided not to be. That was a tough one. Um, here's a question that came up from a friend. Mm-hmm. Like it was a couple of days ago this week. And I don't know the answer, but I need to ask you because you probably do. Mabry will be 18 this year. Yeah. And then she'll stay at Prosper High for a couple more years after, but she will... She will have already graduated. Right. My question is, when Mabry turns 18, is she getting any new benefits? Is there something that kicks in? Does Medicaid or something kick in? We will start getting Social Security. Oh, really? (laughs) When she turns 18? Yes. Wow. How much is that? I don't. Well, it's different for every person. (laughs) I don't know. Hmm. Um, But that's why we're going through the guardianship process, all of that. That's part of Social Security? No, it's not. Otherwise, that money would go to the state? I just know at 18, she starts getting Social Security. Interesting. Um, and then once her um, HCS or any of that stuff starts kicking in, then hopefully Medicaid kicks in at that point. Is that when she's 18 too? Or is that I later? don't know. What's I'll HCS? Have, some of the waiver programs um, that provide benefits okay. for home care, something. I'm not. Okay. You're going to catch me lying. Um, there's all sorts of acronyms out there. But Social Security starts when she turns 18. That's good news. That is good news. About time she starts making some money. No kidding. But to your point, she will not stay at Prosper High School. She'll go to Rock Hill. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. She'll be at the other high school. So, yeah, there's two high schools in our town. Um, but they've moved the 18 to 21-year-old program to the other high school. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And it's just one more sign that the adulthood is getting closer. Yeah. It's scary. Because when we first started thinking about her adulthood and trying to plan for that, she was, I don't know, 12, 13. And then we had so much time. And really quarantine was a really good look at what that's going to look like. Yeah. Um, And I think that was what was overwhelming Mm -hmm. is that, yes, we had help, but my gosh, it was expensive. Mm -hmm. So that was hard for us. Um, And we're lucky that we had help during that time. Um, But... It was costly. It was costly. All right, Amy G. Our next segment is what you're digging. So tell us what you're digging this week. 
I'll tell you what I'm digging is, and this isn't, this isn't a paid advertisement, <laughs> you know, nothing like that, but I have been drinking the Plexus Slim mm-hmm. drink. It has been 19 days since I've had a Diet Dr. Pepper. Dang, that's big. Huge. Huge. I don't talk about it. No, we don't talk about it. That's another rule. It's in the category of toilet paper activities. Yeah. (laughs) Toilet paper related. (laughs) Related activities. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I've just been trying to, yes, I want to lose weight, but it's more about, I haven't been through a drive-thru in 19 days. Man. That's huge. And, And that's only, it's really helpful that Mabry is back in school. Um, so no, the weight's not flying off like I thought it would, you know, but it's getting there. So what of this are you digging? The Plexus Slim. The Plexus Slim drink. Yeah, the pink drink. Y'all all know the pink drink. The pink drink. You like the way it tastes. You like the way it makes you feel that it. I do. Decreases hunger or something like that. Yeah, it does curb my appetite a little bit. What's Um, replacing the caffeine from the Diet Dr. Pepper? So they also have a drink called Active that I drink in the afternoon. So, um. Yeah. I'm going to say for sure you've been disciplined. I have, right? You haven't, I haven't even seen you do any kind of snacks or anything. No. I've been good. I haven't done as well with the exercise portion of right. it. Um, because the days that I plan on exercising are the days after a blue sky day. Yeah. And I'm always zonked. And hey, it's 100 degrees. It is. It's stinking degrees. hot. But so, not for long. So that keeps the time that I'm able to go. Anyway, I'm not making excuses, but I'm doing I'm doing good. You've been doing great. Thank you. I'm so proud. So, Plexus Slim. Plexus Slim. You're welcome, Andrea. (laughs) Andrea Mitchell. Andrea Mitchell. Yeah. So, what I'm digging, I'm digging, you know, there are good things that have come out of the quarantine. What I'm digging is my new morning routine. Mm. It's, I think I'm going to dig it for a long time. Yeah. So, this is how major that this new, our new... um, routine is yeah it's been 15 years or maybe longer 15 years i've been waking up at 4 or four thirty in the morning right to get up to go to the gym because mabry for the majority of her life has had a um, separation anxiety with me mm-hmm. and if i if she wakes up and i'm here it's very difficult for me to leave if she wakes up and i'm not here things are okay yeah and so i had to get up and get out of the house before she ever woke up right which was going to be five o'clock in the morning. So for 15 or 20 years, I've left the house between four and four 30 every morning. That separation anxiety has gone away over the last two years, which is really nice. It's decreased a lot. I can now leave and she's upset for a moment and then she gets over it. Didn't used to be that way. And so now I'm getting up with her or at least later, not till like five 30 or five 45. And then I'm able to see her. I'm able to help you for a minute, or at least, you know, you get to sleep a little bit. And then I go work out and start. And that new routine, I'm loving it. I'm I'm getting more sleep. I'm getting a little bit of time with her. I'm getting a little bit of like, drink some coffee before I head out the door, which, you know, I like that. Um, and so I'm loving this new routine and that's all because of the quarantine. We would, yeah. that would not have happened well, Beca- this- because the, the gym was closed Yeah. during quarantine. I, I was struggling because I, in my mind, I still needed to get out the door mm-hmm. at four or four 30, but I had nowhere to go. All the gyms were closed. Yeah. So I had to stay here and I was doing that routine with her 
And it all, um, it, it just, we've learned that that was a good. Well, and this is, I think this is a really good point um, for special needs parents out there. Um, just because you've always done something some one way doesn't mean that that's how it always has to be. You know, it, back when I was doing mornings with Mabry, because we were up at 430 in the morning, right? Um, there came a time when I'm just like, hey, this isn't working for me. Like, this isn't, like, I need help on this portion of it. And we finally, you and I together realized, why are you leaving at 4 or 4.30 when she's getting up early anyways? So it's like, hey, why don't you take this early part, move, you know, your workout back a little bit, because you still have, what, 18 hours till the day starts. (laughs) Ask for help. You know, tell your partner or tell a friend or tell somebody that you need help. Like, this isn't working for me. Because, you know, that four o'clock hour hurts my feelings yeah. big time. Yeah, I hate that. Um, so it is, it is, it has been helpful. It kind of let us realize, hey, we don't have to do it that way anymore. Yeah. So it's good. I actually see Slater in the morning now. Yeah. Some, on some mornings. I, I haven't seen him before school, maybe ever, his whole life. <laughs> Do you know what school he goes to? I, Rucker, but I had it wrong. I told somebody the other day he went to Cockrell. He did for a little while. He did. He goes to Rucker. So, yeah, that, that's cool. Okay. Um, be sure to tune in next week. We will have a guest, and the guest is going to be awesome, but we're not 100% sure who it is yet because we've already done some interviews. Uh, we just don't know which one we're putting up for next week. Gotcha. So, we have some amazing guests this week. What's, we have 10 guests lined up. Yeah. And it was like our 10, we put this long list together and then we said, okay, let's pick our top 10 and go after them. And it's like within two days, all 10 were booked Yeah. and we're like, oh dang. And they all said yes. They all said yes. We're like, okay, here And we these go. are, ama- one thing that's helped this is last year we weren't so sure about doing interviews over Zoom. Yeah. We wanted to do them in person. Well, now it's all Zoom. So that allows us to go people. We did, we interviewed somebody in Canada. And so we get to go. That means we're global. Global. We're international. Global. And um, worldwide. Worldwide. So that's ah. been a big help. So we have amazing guests this week. And one of those guests is next week. But this we don't know season. Who. Yeah. Sorry. We have amazing guests this season. So stay tuned for who it is for next week. You guys, thanks for listening today or watching today. If you're watching us on YouTube. Hey. Um, if you will do us a favor, will you go and subscribe? Um, to our podcast totally worth it it's on any podcast uh, platform and then also go subscribe to our youtube channel Um, if you go to youtube you search totally worth it with john and amy hit subscribe watch comment rate give us a thumbs up that's it and we will see you next week and leave a review it'll help it get to the right people there you go see See you next week. week